Hello, hello. Welcome back to Rethink Your Health with Jen Madden. I am Jen Madden and I am your host. So I'm back in New York. I know a couple of you um, have been following my seemingly never-ending saga with um, issues with my parents. And yes, I am back in New York because there are issues with my parents, but it's my dad this time. And I will tell you, we are, I would say, in crisis mode. Now, we all get to define what crisis means to us, and um, for our family, this is a crisis. My dad was hospitalized. He's in short-term rehab. We're not sure if he's coming home, and we're trying to navigate that whole rehab-slash-nursing-home situation, coupled with all of the emotions that go along with decisions like this. It is hard. My heart goes out to any of you who have dealt with this or are dealing with this or may in the future be dealing with this. I've had several friends who have had to deal with this, and I don't think you ever get a full appreciation on how hard this is until you are the one that is in it. And by default, I am the leader in my family. I'm the take charge one. For those of you who know me, you're like, yeah, I know, Jen. Um, So I have been taking the lead on navigating all of this stuff. And it's been really hard because you need the intellectual, logical side of your brain hard at work so that you can navigate all of the logistics that go along with something like this. And then it's my dad. And there's a lot of emotion that comes to top of mind or just comes to a head when you're dealing with this. So I am doing today's podcast focused on how to deal with, well, it's like six things that I'm doing to deal with, to keep my sanity, I should say, (laughs) while in the middle of a family crisis. And I want to share this because, you know, a lot of times when you're the one teaching this stuff um, and you're the coach of, you know, many people, people think, oh, she's got it all together and she's got it all figured out. That is not true because I am still a human (laughs) and I have shared my humanness on previous podcasts, but I really wanted to share this with you because I think it's important to know that you never got it all figured out. Life happens and I think that our purpose here on earth is to continually grow and evolve and sometimes life throws you curveballs that forces you to grow and evolve and lean on the tools and the knowledge that you have. And it ain't easy. So I want to tell you what I've been doing imperfectly, the things that I'm doing um, intentionally, but also imperfectly, so that this may help you if or when something comes up in your life that just turns everything on its side so that you can um, lean into the knowledge I'm giving you in this podcast and then create your own version because you know I'm all about you have to create what works for you. So your own version of, I want to say crisis management um, because I think that's kind of what it is, but like to keep you healthy and um, engaged in a way that is beneficial not only to the people that you're involved with, but more importantly to yourself and the relationship you have with yourself. So making sure you are taking care of yourself. So I want to share with you what I'm doing. Like I said, I'm doing it imperfectly, um, but this may help you if the need comes 
for you to develop what works um, for you. So the first thing that is an intentional priority is my physical care because without my own health and my own physical body being able to do the things and functioning at the highest level, I would not be of any use to anyone. So that's the first thing that I have been prioritizing. So prioritizing sleep, making sure I go to bed early, which is never an issue for me, um, but also giving myself the opportunity to properly rest. And it has not been easy because we've had middle of the night wake up calls. Um, And sometimes I have a hard time falling asleep because my mind is just racing. So I have been listening to um, Yoga Nidra, which is, um, it's called Yoga Sleep, Yogic Sleep. And you're not technically supposed to fall asleep during it, but it usually does lull me to sleep. So that is something that um, does help when I am struggling with sleep. So that has been number one priority. And some nights have been amazing and other nights have been horrible. But I also know that making sure I am doing what I need to attempt to get a good night's sleep is important. So number one of my physical care is my sleep. And then every day I'm moving my body. I have been doing yoga, as I've mentioned on previous podcast, every day. And that for me helps one, my physical body kind of stay um, less achy, not tight. Um, and it also slows me down. And actually yoga for whatever reason, probably because some of the poses are hard, um, really gets me in the present moment. So that's also good for managing my mind. And then the third one is nourishing my body, making sure that I'm eating and making as healthy of a choice that I can when I'm eating. What's been interesting about eating during this time is I have no appetite. I am definitely not an emotional eater when it comes to a crisis. I feel like I'm choking down food just because I know that I need to keep myself nourished, which is very interesting because I feel like in the past I would have um, called myself an emotional eater. Um, But I think when uh, shit gets really real, (laughs) I don't feel like eating. But I know that um, eating is important because that's what gives my body fuel. So I have been, again, intentionally deciding my meals and of course, I'm here with my mom, so she gets she gets to. <laughs> she cooks for me, which is nice too. Um, but anyway, those are the three things that I'm really focused on from a physical care uh, perspective because I know that I need to keep my health in the best shape as possible so that I can be of service um, to, you know, my mom, you know, helping her through this and also advocating for my father. The next on my list is my mental care. And I'm smiling, and I don't know if you can hear the smile in my voice because, oh, it's been hard. Um, I do have a regular journaling practice, and I have continued to do that. That is part of my morning routine. And it really is, for me, powerful because I get to see the story that I'm telling myself about whatever's going on in my life. And as you can imagine, I have a pretty shitty story right now about what's going on in my life. And journaling has been helping me keep things in perspective as best as I can. Because a lot of times we just allow the story to float through our head. And rather than it just letting itself go, it just, I feel like it just spins and spins. And it's almost like a tornado of thoughts in your brain. You know that mental spin that you get in when you just can't let something go. So journaling has been helpful in 
me slowing down enough to um, write down the thoughts that I have about what we're dealing with and how I feel about it. And it's allowing me to question them because we, our brains like to catastrophize things. And while this is a family crisis, it's not a catastrophe. So journaling has helped me keep perspective on what's going on and really identifying and questioning like some of the thoughts that I have, like, is that even true? Because we like to think all of our thoughts are facts and they're not, they're just our thoughts, right? So there are facts in this situation and everything else is just my opinion via my thoughts. So journaling has helped me slow down, get those thoughts on paper. And I've had an opportunity to just kind of look at them and be like, that, it's not, that's not even true. Or sometimes I'm just like, yeah, I'm keeping that story because that's how I feel, right? And so not forcing myself to drop the story either. Um, but I think it really is important to, I like to call it equal airtime, right? Give equal airtime to your thoughts so that your mind doesn't get stuck in this horrific loop. Because if you really look at some of your thoughts, you can find evidence on how the opposite is true. Our brains want to be like, nope, this is just the way it is. But a lot of times, the there is evidence on how the opposite is true. So for example, my dad is currently in um, a rehab, and I have thoughts about the care that he is receiving. Um, one of the thoughts is they do a crappy job taking care of him. It's because I don't want him there, and I don't think he's, they're doing a, a fantastic job. But they're not doing a horrible job either, right? They are keeping him warm, safe, and dry, fed, clean, all of it. And I want him home, and I want him taking care of himself. But I can have that thought that they're doing a terrible job taking care of him. And then when I know that that's the thought, because as you can imagine, that thought makes me feel horrible, like just completely sad, and I can get stuck in that spin. But when I find evidence on how they're actually doing a really good job, a better job, taking care of him than we can, it helps my brain like chill out a little bit. Because the reality is they're doing a better job taking care of him right now than we can. So um, I've been journaling every morning. It's helping keeping me, it helps keep me somewhat sane. <laughs> Not completely sane, somewhat sane. And the other thing is just really like allowing that time to give myself the space to step into reality and accept what is instead of resisting what is. Because I think that's the tendency what we do. Our brain is just like, this is uncomfortable. So let's just like make it go away. And yes, I would love this just to disappear. And I can keep saying I hate that this is happening and I want it to just stop. And the reality is that it's happening and it's not stopping. So having the thought that I want this to stop is resisting what is and is definitely using up more energy than I need to be using up in my brain, right? So it's just accepting that this is where we're at and that's okay instead of resisting over and over again and using up mental energy and just triggering off that mental spin. Having the space in the morning during my journaling practice to step into acceptance has really helped it is not easy, as you can imagine. Um, but sometimes you need to zoom out of your life and really just keep everything in perspective. So that's another thing that I've been doing. The other thing that um, I'm doing is just 
looking at things as one day at a time, but more importantly, what's the next right step or the next right action that I need to take? Because this is overwhelming and it feels like you want to get all the things done at once and you can't. One, because things take time and two, I don't even know what I don't know right now. So I was getting very overwhelmed about trying to figure it all out right now. And I have brought myself into a healthier perspective by telling myself all I need to do is the right next action, whatever that is. It could be a phone call. It could be completing a piece of paperwork. It could be sitting down to doing to do work. But when I remind myself that I don't have to know how this is all going to play out because I can't know that. That helps me calm down a little bit too, right? And it gives me actually something to tangibly work on. And my brain likes when I have something tangible to work on. So that is the third thing I've been doing. The fourth thing I've been doing is, you know, working. (laughs) In the middle of this, you know, you got to earn money. So I've been working. But again, with work, what I've been using is what I've talked about before on the podcast is the minimum baseline. What is my minimum baseline for work? And for me, it comes down to what are my priorities um, when it comes to my business. And my number one priority is serving my clients, showing up for them, being present for them and for their lives, right, and helping them. That is my number one priority. So when it comes to work, that is like if I don't do anything else for work, that is the one thing I do is I show up for my clients, which has been such a gift in and of itself because one, I work with them with the most amazing clients. And it's also been a little um, humbling because after each session with a client, I send them notes, just highlights of our sessions, um, some of my own thoughts so that they can um, use them as serve, use them as a reminder of the topics that we've talked about and the growth that they're making and some tangible things that they can work on during the week. And I always review those notes between each session. And it's so funny because some of my words, I'm like, oh, I told her she should do that. I guess I should do that too. <laughs> so like some of my words are being thrown back at me, but they're actually serving as amazing reminders. Um, and Being able to step away or step out of everything that we're dealing right now with my clients one hour at a time and just be fully present for them has been such a gift, right? And I do think that being able to be of service to somebody else, it really does take us out of ourselves and contributes to others and quite frankly, the world in a bigger way. So um, from work, that has been my number one priority. The other thing, um, the other two big things that I do is this podcast and my weekly email. If you're not on my newsletter, why the heck not? Go to my website and sign up, jenmadden.com. I send out a weekly um, email. So right now, that's part of my minimum baseline, hence the recording of this podcast. Um, But if things get crazier, it's going to fall off. But I I promise you, I will be back (laughs) if for some reason the podcast and the email slip away. Um, But right now, I feel like I have the capacity both physically and mentally to do it. So here I am. And the third thing I usually do regularly, and I decided I'm not even going to stress about it, is post on social media because that is going to require a level of energy that I just don't have right now. And nothing has gone wrong. No one's going to die Like if I'm not on social media. Um, most people won't even know that I'm not there <laughs> until I pop up again. And they'll be like, oh, there she is. Um, so 
the fourth thing I've been doing as part of my management, uh, crisis management plan, if you will, um, has to really develop what my minimum baseline is from a work perspective. And I also recognize that I am in a u- unique position because I do work for myself and I have some flexibility um, in my schedule. So I am grateful for that and I absolutely honor that. Um, and if you find yourself in this type of situation and you don't have that, put your mind to work to see what you can do to create your your own minimum baseline at work, right? So there's ways, sometimes we go a little bit above and beyond and maybe we don't need to do those certain things during a certain period of time in our lives. Um, okay, the fourth thing that I've been doing is gratitude because gratitude keeps things in perspective. And sometimes it's my my list of gratitude is I am breathing and I have a healthy body that can support my mom and my dad as they go through this. And then sometimes it's bigger, right? Like gratitude, again, for me, puts life in perspective because I have a ton to be grateful for. The fact that I am able to come to New York at a moment's notice is amazing. Now, there are times that I'm like, oh my God, I got to go do this, as you know. But what a gift, that I can just hop in my car, drive 14 hours, be in New York, set up my office and workspace here so that I can take care of business, but also be here for my family. That is such a gift. I mean, it's incredible. So I I lean into that daily because I know that many of you would not have that opportunity. And I know so many people who are in this situation that don't have that flexibility. So I'm extremely grateful for that. And I think even just taking a moment, like 30 seconds every day and putting my brain to work again to look for the areas of my life that I am completely grateful for has been extremely helpful. And I recommend a gratitude practice every day because I think we get caught in the negative and all the focus on what's not working. And listen, I could easily do that right now. And there's a lot to be grateful for right now. And then the last thing that I'm doing is reaching out for support. So I have amazing friends. I am blessed to have amazing friends in this field, um, just healthcare, just in general, that I've been able to lean on for guidance and support, um, even some nurses to be like, hey, this is happening. What does this mean? And just honestly, like sometimes just calling up a friend and crying and just knowing that they've got me. And they've got, um, they've got my back and it's like I'm safe with them to, to cry and not be strong. Um, and I think connection is so important in our lives just in general. And that has been something that I have been, lean, been leaning on um, through this time. Because again, it just reminds you that you're not alone and you don't always need to be strong. I also recommend professional help um, anytime that any of you are going through um, something like this. It could be with a therapist. It could be with a life coach. Um, just somebody to show you what's, you know, kind of keep pers- help you gain some perspective um, in what's going on in your life. Um, and also just to have somebody who's completely removed from your life and your situation to be there to support you, literally just you. They're not there to take care of anyone else but you. And I think it's really important when you feel like you're the one taking care of everybody else. So connection and reaching out for support, definitely important during this time. And I am doing both. 
So those are my six things that I've been doing. Taking care of my physical health, because without your health, you ain't got nothing. Taking care of my mental health, because you may have a physical body, but your mental health is not so much that it makes life a little bit harder. Making sure that I, I keep reminding myself that all I need to worry about right now is the next right action. Creating my minimum baseline for work. Stepping into gratitude at least once during the day, even if it's for 30 seconds. And then reaching out to my friends and family for support. That has been how I've been managing this. And listen, sometimes I'm terrible at all six of those. But for the most part, they have been the things that is keeping me just moving from day to day, really. And, you know, each day it does get better. It has felt like a roller coaster for the past week. Um, But I feel like we are gaining enough knowledge and seeing my dad recover more than he was um, has helped. Um, But this is life, right? And I think that's the other thing is like, life happens. We can't prepare for everything that is going to come into our experience. But what we can do is build up our toolkit. Like some of the stuff that I've shared with you, these are all part of my toolkit, but we can build up our toolkit during the times that life is, you know, honky-dory, same old, same old, build up our toolkit so that when life does go off the rails, we have something to lean on, right? These tools are really important. And I am so grateful. That's another thing I'm really grateful for is that I do have these tools, that I can lean on them. Sometimes I lean on them very imperfectly, but they still help and they still work. So I encourage you, especially if you're not in the midst of a major crisis, figure out what your toolkit is. You know, you're listening to this podcast because obviously you have a focus on your health. And I encourage you over and over and over again to decide what your version of health is. How are you taking care of your physical body? How are you taking care of your mental health? How are you making sure you have moments of joy in your life, that you're living your life And not just living your life away, right? That you're actually creating a life that you want. While you're not in the midst of craziness, figure out what these things are. Figure out what your version of health is so that when life gets hard, and it will because that's how life is, you have your version of health. You have your toolkit already stacked, ready to go for you to lean on. Even if you lean on it imperfectly, it's still there to help. So make sure you're taking care of yourself so that you can take care of others or be there for others in the future if this happens. All right. That is it, my friends. I am going to get back to it. I hope this is helpful. I hope that um, you can walk away thinking about your own life and what you would like to add to your toolkit or how you would handle this. You know, that might be another thing that you try is to kind of like jump ahead. Like not that you can't predict what crisis is going to happen, but you can put your, your thinking cap on about the future. And if, and when this happens, what would be on your list, right? I shared my list of six with you. What would be on your list and start to develop that and start to develop the habits that help support that, that list so that if, and when that time comes, you've got it. Okay. 
Have a beautiful week. I will talk to you next week. Until then, take care.